This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, you guys. It's Yaz. Tonight, I'm going to answer a couple of listener questions. Tonight, I'm getting into friends with benefit questions, other questions, why a girl didn't hear from a guy, another one from a guy who came out and realized that he was gay. So let me dive in and read you the questions that I got and tell you what these people, in my opinion, should do. Okay? The first one was, why is dating so hard? I've been single for a while now. I'm 30 years old. I'm very independent, great job, live by myself. I just went out on a date with this guy Tuesday. We had a great time. We were talking, laughing. There was no awkwardness at all. He walked me to my car, gave me a huge hug and said, text me when you get home. I did just that, told him I had a great time, and but I didn't hear from him since. This isn't the first time this has happened where everything goes great. They text me that night, but no follow-up after. If the date didn't go well, then yeah, I could understand, and you could tell when someone isn't into you, but I just don't feel like that's the case. What kind of input do you have? Okay, so here is my input. Number one, just because you went out and you had a great date with somebody doesn't mean that they are the end all. You could just be one of the many people that they date, okay? Of course, they're going to be nice to you. They want to keep you around. The other reason you could have had a great date with them is because they were a great actor and they pretended to have a great time with you. So my question to this person that is giving me this question is, how well did you know that person before you went out on that date? I guarantee it wasn't very long because this person didn't have conversations. Like I tell you guys, you need to have at least five to six telephone conversations with somebody on the phone and feel that person out to see what they're about. A lot of people, they go out on those first dates and they go cold. And they may have had one conversation with the person and the person was telling them, you know, they were sounding wonderful, you know, oh yeah, you know, I'm looking to meet somebody too. It's so hard out there and, you know, playing it up and agreeing with them and and you're sitting there and you're saying, wow, you know, this, this has potential, but you had one conversation with the person. You need to have a couple of conversations. Okay. So already she went out on the date with this guy. She had a great time with this guy, but she does not know this guy well. She does not know what his intentions are. So she's basing it off of what he must have told her, you know, of what he's looking for. So already 
before she went out on the date, she's building it up in her mind, thinking like he's on the same page as her, that he's looking, you know, to pursue something with her and everything like that. This is the biggest mistake that a lot of people make is they think just because you go out and you have a great date with somebody, why didn't you hear from them, you know, right after the date? Well, because they're not either they're they're not really into you, okay, or they're dating other people or they could be in a relationship or have a situationship somewhere. So guess what? They're not thirsty for you because they got something else going on. That's why they're not, you know, up your ass, so to speak. So that's one of the th- reasons why. So when you go in, you have a great date with somebody, you can't go in thinking to yourself, oh, you know, just because you had this great date, why don't you hear from them? If you didn't hear from them, then guess what? They're not on the same page as you or they're not that much into you or they got somebody else floating their boat. But the biggest thing is you don't know that person that well because you only went on one date. All right. You got You got to screen these people. You got to screen them before you go out and you need you can't pass judgment on somebody until they've shown you in a few weeks, a few months. It progresses like I have told you guys in prior podcasts. They got to be consistent. They got to get on the phone. They got to see you on a regular basis. Then when you get to a, a point where, you know, that person is not you know pursuing you or backing off from you you have to say to yourself you know what they're really not into me or they got other things going on but most of the time you guys it's because they have other things going on in their lives they're seeing other people they're talking to other people or the date to them wasn't as great as it was to you or you thought it was they might have been just very good in in pretending like you know they were having a great time with you Okay. Now, one other thing that I need to bring up is she may not have heard of that guy, heard from that guy after she thought she had the great date. Because the other reason I need to bring up is that he could be playing game on her. So what does that mean? That means that he's going to make her sweat. He's not going to follow up and call her and, you know, show her you know, he's interested in her. He's going to wait a few days and then contact her. Now, if he is somebody who plays these kind of games, number one, you don't want to deal with somebody because somebody is playing game on you. That is not somebody that you can trust or depend on because they're playing games on you. They're not following up. So keep that in mind when you're dealing with people, okay? Okay, I'm going to go to the next question that I got, you guys. This woman writes in, she goes, a partner and I agree to do friends with benefits. After only one sex session, he no longer wants it because he has feelings for me. And this is not the first time that this has happened with other men. Okay, and she writes, I feel like they had to be in a relationship when I didn't want to be in a relationship. First of all, let me just say this. She go, she's having friends with benefits with different men that just have a one night stand with her. And then they tell her, you know, they're having feelings for her. That is the biggest bunch of bullshit ever. And if you fall for that, you are a sucker, okay? 
The, he used you. He used you for a one-night stand, okay? That's all you were to that person. He wasn't having feelings for you. He's not interested in you. He doesn't even want you for a friends with benefits. See, this is why I tell you guys, this friends with benefits nonsense, all right? You are getting used. You, you are being viewed and used as somebody lower than a hooker. They look at hookers with more respect than they're looking at you. When you do that, friends with benefits, what you're pretty much saying is, I am desperate and I want to have sex with somebody. It could be anybody. Oh, you seem nice and everything like that. Or maybe you'll fall for me and we can get into a relationship and everything like that. No, no, no. Okay. You are selling yourself short and you're having sex with random people or you're having sex with somebody who might be telling you you're in a friends with benefits. And meanwhile, they're telling you that they're only sleeping with you. And believe me when I tell you, they're sleeping with other people too, okay? They have no exclusivity to you. You don't know where they are. There's people in relationships that, that have, you know, their partners are out there sleeping with other people as well. All right. So and and not everybody is using protection. That's another thing you got to worry about sexually transmitted diseases. You got to worry about a lot of different things. You guys You got to worry about COVID and all of that. So I always tell you, stop settling for half of a person. OK, you know, I know it's tough to be alone. I know a lot of people wish they had somebody and everything like that. But you know what? Don't sell yourself short. Don't sell yourself short because you know what? You do this friends with benefits things and you're going to feel twice as crappy about yourself afterwards because you're going to feel really, you're going to feel very, you know, like violated and alone, all right, which is worse than if you don't do that and you wait for the right person. Now, some people will come back to me and say, well, I'm not always, I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm not looking for a relationship. Okay, well, maybe you're not looking for a relationship, but don't you think somebody should earn you? Don't you think your body is worth more than just laying down with anybody? Okay, and you don't know where that person's been. You, I don't care what they tell you. Oh, I could trust them. How do you know that person? Do you know that person well? How do you know you could trust them? Okay, this is my answer to you with regard to that. Now I got another question, another friends with benefit question that was also similar. The only difference with this one is that she says she's been with him for six months. She says, my friends with benefits doesn't want to sleep with me anymore because he's afraid we'll catch feelings. I'm really sad because I love sex and he's the only guy I trust these days. We've been sleeping together for about six months and have remained great friends since that ended a few weeks ago. And we still hang out and talk every day. Is it even normal for a guy to turn down easily available sex? No, it's not. Okay. He turned, the reason he's telling her this, okay, is because they're at the six month mark and he knows that about six months, she's probably going to be looking for more. He's probably figuring she's going to be clingy, okay? So that's why he's not looking to have sex with her anymore. She's thinking, oh, this is just going to continue and everything like that. And she's saying she's not looking for more, but apparently he, he replaced you. He most definitely has somebody else that he's going to be having sex with if he hasn't been having sex with somebody else too on the side. But now he doesn't want to give you 
false, you know, beliefs that, oh, you know, now I've been with you, you know, a year now or something like that, you know, or are we in a relationship? So what does he do? He backs off after six months and he's pretty much, you know, what, what they'll, what they'll do is they'll say, oh, you know, I don't want to catch feelings for you. No, what they're really saying is they're afraid you're going to catch feelings for them. And then you're going to be stalkerish or very desperate and clingy. So don't put yourself in this friends with benefits situation, all right? Because you're going to end up on the wrong side of the the road. Believe me when I tell you. I, I see it all the time. Okay, now I got a question from this guy who says, I'm in a relationship with a woman and I brought up bringing a man to have a threesome. She got mad because I wanted a specific person we both knew. She claimed she couldn't stand him, so I dropped it. We had him over this weekend just to chill on the patio and drink. They disappear, so I look for them, and they're upstairs having sex. I walk in on them, leave, and they keep going. She claims that she was drunk and doesn't remember anything, like nothing at all. We didn't discuss ever messing with him, because she would get mad every time, so I think it's cheating, but she thinks it's not because she doesn't remember. I want to leave, but she says it's not fair because she doesn't remember. Basically, I'm torn because I feel like an asshole if I leave, but I'll feel dumb if I stay. First of all, okay, you'd be an asshole to stay because she cheated on you. That's number one, okay? And the other thing that I want to bring up is that that excuse that she doesn't remember, she most definitely remembers, okay? She's probably had something going on with this guy, and then, you know, now what is she going to say to you? What is she going to say to you? Oh, yeah, you know, I knew what I was doing. I went up there, and I, I slept with him and everything like that. No, they use the old, I don't remember. I don't remember. Every, this is a classic excuse that liars use. I don't remember. I don't remember. They're taking the fifth amendment, you guys, you know, for grounds it may incriminate me in a way. They're saying, I don't remember. I don't remember. So, you know, don't believe the BS. She knew what she was doing. She went up, she was able to walk up the stairs. She was able to have sex with this guy. And now she's telling you she doesn't want to have a threesome. Why does she want to have a threesome? Because she's having her side sex with the guy already. All right. So, yeah, you this is somebody that is a shady bitch that you should not deal with because she's not being transparent with you. Okay, gang, moving right along. Here's the next question. This girl, okay, she says, my boyfriend always takes erotic photos and videos of me without asking. Ding, ding. Okay, first alert there. At first, I didn't mind because anyone that I've ever been with or who would do this always sent me the photos or videos when I asked or even sent them without me asking. We've been together nearly seven months, and even when I ask, he has never sent them to me, and he has a lot of content. I really don't know how to feel, but it bothers me, and I don't know what to do to get him to send them to me, because I never had anyone not comply with that request. What do you think? I'll tell you what I think. I think that he's using those photos to upload to uh, a porn site 
or he's selling those pictures, or he could be creating an OnlyFans with those pictures. And the reason that he's not giving you those pictures or sending you those pictures is because the minute he sends those pictures to you, it's on record that he has those pictures and he can be, you know, in trouble because it's against the law to, you know, um, make money off somebody's pictures without their consent. So that is, you know, first, you know, ding, 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 ding. Now, the other thing is the fact that this is why I tell you guys all the time, do not, do not send anybody, you know, naked pictures or erotic pictures of yourself. Don't do it, you guys. I'm telling you, you're going to end up on a porn site. Or once those pictures are out, they're out. Now, this girl was saying that when she confronted her boyfriend, he said to her, oh, well, you know, um, he didn't save the pictures to his Google photos or to iCloud or anything like that. And I said, how do you know that? Sometimes when you take pictures, and especially with an iPhone, it automatically saves to, you know, cloud or Google photos. So, you know, right, he's gaslighting her now. He's gaslighting her now. He doesn't want to give her the pictures. And another reason why he may not want to give her the pictures is because if she does a Google search on the image, she may see those pictures on some kind of adult website that he might have uploaded them to. And she's thinking, well, she's saying, oh, well, I could trust him. I've been with him for seven months. Are you kidding me? Seven months? She, she's acting like seven months is like, you know, 70 years. We're talking seven months. Seven months is not a long time to know somebody, okay? Like I tell you guys all the time, there's people that are married to people and don't realize the shady things that they are capable of, okay? So she she's being very, very naive, very naive. You know, she she can't trust this guy. And the other thing too is, what happens if he breaks, let's say he hasn't been using them to sell those photos or anything, what happens if they break up and it's a bad breakup? Is he going to go show those pictures to her whole family? Is he going to, you know, show those, you know, to her kids if she's got kids? Is he going to put them all over Facebook or do whatever? Okay, people become very vicious when it comes to breakups. You know, you don't think about that when you're in a relationship and everybody's nice, you know, in the beginning or, you know, during parts of the relationship, you think, oh, Oh, they're so wonderful. I could trust them, right? But the minute the relationship goes bad, and especially if you want to leave them, let me tell you, those people get very, very vindictive. And, you know, a lot of times in breakups, they will take your picture and they will put it all over the internet. They will send it to their guy friends and send it to your mother or whoever else, okay, and try to embarrass you. So never, ever send naked pictures, okay? I, I can't stress this enough. I'm going to tell you guys a story of a guy that I knew when he found out his girlfriend was cheating on him. He had a suspicion that his girlfriend was cheating on him. So what he did is he went and he got his gun, okay? And this is a true story. And he went to where he thought she was cheating he showed up there and she was with the guy. He grabbed her. He had her naked and he dragged her naked 
to her mother's house and threw her down in front of her mother and said, here, here's your whore daughter. Okay. This is a true story. This is how crazy some people can get. All right. So when we're talking about breakups and everything like that, you know, this guy, you know, he was half crazy anyway. All right. But the point I'm trying to make is this, you know, when breakups happen, People can become very, very vicious. The other thing I need to bring up, you guys, is this. If you're dating somebody and you're at the point and you have sex with them, let's say for whatever reason, or even if it's a friends with benefits or whatever, okay, and you're at a point and you're going to have sex with that person, you better make sure that that person doesn't have any cameras anywhere because I've heard stories about this. A lot of times there will be cameras that you don't see and you could be in some guy's apartment or something like that and he could be filming you guys having sex and upload those pictures and make money off them you know, on the porn sites. So you need to be aware when you have sex with somebody, number one, that you could trust that person, you know, and that, you know, there's no cameras or anything like that. That's why you don't go and have fast, easy sex, because if you don't know what you're getting into, you could put yourself in a bad position and see yourself, you know, on the internet, on a porn site one day. Okay. Okay, I'm moving along here. Next question, okay? This guy writes, he says, After fighting my feelings for 28 years, suffering depression, hurting myself, and many admissions to hospital and psychiatric hospitals, I have come to finally admit I am gay. I have recently started to chat to a really nice guy online. He knows I have no experience with men. I am so nervous. I have had a lot of experience with toys, but never with a guy before. I guess I'm wondering if anal sex will hurt even though I use toys. Okay, that's his question. First of all, what he needs to do is he needs to be very transparent with this guy that he's talking to and tell him his concerns. Tell him, you know, what he's been through and, and see what that guy's reaction to it is. You know, is, is he understanding? Is he kind? Is he going to be gentle with him? Is he going to, my advice is you take it slow. Number one, you, you make sure that you could trust this guy. Okay. And how do you make sure you could trust this guy? You have conversations with him and make sure that he is a good person before you get sexual with that person. All right. It's the same thing, you know, with gay relationships or lesbian relationships as it is with heterosexual relationships. You want to make sure that you trust who you're with. Okay. Before you get into that bedroom. So, you know, he says he's never had anal before. What he needs to do is take it slow and explain to the person what he's been through. And the another thing I want to bring up is this. You know, I want to give this guy some praise for the fact that he is acknowledging his feelings and he's got the, you know, he's brave enough to come out and not deny who he is, okay? And stop worrying about what people think. Stop worrying about what people think. The only person that matters is you. You have to take care of yourself and do what is going to make you feel 
good about yourself. So you know what? I'm going to give kudos to him for realizing that he's gay. And, you know, instead of trying to deny it and hurting himself and, and you know, glad he's getting the help that he needs to get. And now he needs to just take it slowly, take it slowly, find somebody that is a kind person. And if he's going to do anal, he's just got to go about it very slowly. If it hurts, then, you know, he backs off a little bit. He, he communicates with his partner and he lets him know, okay? That's how he needs to move about. Okay, you guys, now for the next question is a cheating question, all right? That this girl, she says, I've been with my guy almost one and a half years. We have a three-month-old together. I found out he cheated the week before I had her. It was a one-time thing and hadn't been an ongoing affair. I believe everyone deserves a second chance. I knew that night it happened that he, of course, denied it until last night when he finally came clean. I have felt such a sense of betrayal. Cheating hurts, period. But when it happens, when it did, it's almost worse. Yeah, of course, you know, right before you're having a baby. How do we try to move past this? I know relationships can survive and can be great after infidelity. How do I get to the point I want sex with him again? Because for the last few months, all I can see is him on her in my mind, okay? So here's the thing, all right? This guy, she's ready to have a baby. She finds out, you know, the guy that she's with cheated on her and everything like that. First of all, first of all, she's not ready to walk away. She wants to give this guy a second chance. The first thing that I would say to her is this. You found out he cheated on you. You don't know if that is the first time that he's cheated on you, okay? That's the first time you found out he cheated on you, but he could have been cheating on you the whole time you've been with him. And she's only with him a year and a half. Now now she's got this baby, all right? And I guess she's trying to work it out with him. But here's the problem. The problem is when you stay with somebody who's cheated on you, number one, your power goes down in that person's eyes because now they see you as somebody that is not walking away, okay? So they feel like, okay, well, she's not going anywhere and I cheated on her right before she had a baby. So what do you think? Don't you think the next time is going to be easier for them to cheat on you and they're going to think that you're still going to be there? See, that's the problem with staying with somebody who's cheated on you, okay? I'm sure there were other red flags there that she just wasn't aware of. But, you know, she wants to give it a try. Number one, she's... Oh, and the other thing that she wanted to ask was, you know, are there any kind of phone monitoring apps that she could put on his phone and she could put on her phone so they know where they are all during the day? Here's the thing, you guys. If you have to put a monitor on your partner's phone, that tells you right there, you don't trust that person, okay? You don't trust that person. And if you don't trust that person, there's a reason you don't trust that person, all right? I'm telling that to anybody that feels that way with their partner. You know, it's very, if you can't be in a relationship where you can't trust that person, you know, that they tell you they're going to work, you know, late hours 
or they're telling you, you know, they're going away on business for the weekend. What kind of life are you going to have if you're in a relationship always sitting there worrying what they what they're doing or who they're with? So this woman wants to give this guy a try. So if she's going to, you know, she's not leaving no matter what at this point, okay? Cuz she's got the baby, but the thing is this. The only way she's going to feel comfortable with having sex with him again, because right now she's, she's looking at him with disgust because she still has hurt in her heart, okay? She's still thinking of the betrayal. The only way she's going to be able to become comfortable again with this guy is if he builds her trust again, and that will take a lot of time. Oh my God, that is so hard, you guys. It's like a glass that you break, and you put it back together, and you glue that glass. It's never the same glass, all right? So, you know, this guy will really have to prove to her that he, you know, he he's in on the relationship and he will never do that to her again. And the sad thing is that most of the time, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater. And there's a reason they say that, you guys, because most of the time that is true. OK, so and especially the fact, you know. She was at a point where she was ready to have a baby and he's cheating on her. That's a total lack of, you know, respect for her, respect for the relationship, respect of where the relationship was going. That was that was somebody who was completely selfish. You're dealing with a selfish person. OK, uh, you know. Personally, I think she she should leave him instead of waste her time with him because from what it sounds like to me is she'll go on with this guy and it's going to happen again. And then you know what's going to happen a couple years down the road. She wasted with this guy and she's starting over that much later. Okay. I'm not saying that people don't cheat and, you know, they could, you know, reform themselves. All right. <laughs> there are rare, there's always exceptions to the rule. But from what she's told me, this guy, in my opinion, he'll be doing it again, okay? He'll be doing it again, all right? So that's what I have to say with regard to that situation. Okay, you guys, now for the next question, I got this girl. She says, I'm a 39-year-old female, and I've been dating a 28-year-old. We get along so well, except in the bedroom. He's a great guy, but when I mention his unwillingness to see me be pleased, he's mentioned it's due to him being used to being with young things, quote, but he will work on it. Admittingly, he isn't quite what I'm used to either, as I'm used to older, six-pack type of guys, but I do really like him as a partner and more than a friend. What advice do you have? Well, first of all, he already, he's already, he's pretty much telling you he looks at you as older, okay? Because he's, he says to you, well, uh, I'm used to being with young things, all right? So that is a backhanded, you know, remark in a way. So in a pre pretty much what he's saying is, you know, you're older. I don't feel like I have to please you or anything like that, Okay. And he's saying like, you know, he's used to young things where he doesn't have to please them or something like that. It, to me, he sounds like an idiot. All right. Um, 
my advice, my advice is if he's looking at you at, at a, as a certain type of way and, and he's bringing in the age factor, all right, that's what he's doing. He's bringing in the, his, his, his reason for saying why he doesn't like to please you is because uh, he's used to young things or whatever. That's a bullshit excuse, all right, by the way. So, you know, the bottom line is he's selfish. He's selfish. He doesn't feel like he doesn't care if he pleases you. Otherwise, he would be pleasing you because he feels like maybe, oh, you're older or something. Maybe you're desperate or whatever. And he's just looking to get his rocks off. He's not worried about pleasing you. So why deal with somebody who's selfish? All right. Unless you just want to use them for whatever you use them for. Okay. But don't look at him for the long term relationship because he's already bringing the age factor into it. And it's already an issue, okay? So, you know, the bottom line is you don't have a guy there that is looking to please you. So you, you communicate and you tell him, you know what? I like to be pleased in the relationship as well. If you want to get pleased, then I need to be pleased as well. And if he's got a problem with that, then you need to go find yourself somebody else that's going to know how to lay it down, okay? <laughs> that For real, all right? You don't need to deal with him. There's plenty of other dudes out there that will give it to you good and will be able to please you and you don't have to deal with that kind of attitude, all right? But before you go about that route, the best thing to do is communicate with him and let him know, okay? And you did let him know. And he gave you that excuse or whatever he wanted to say, okay? Instead of saying, yeah, you know, what do you like me to do? Or, you know, what turns you on or this or that? That's what he should have said to you. What turns you on, baby? What what gets you going? I want to get you going, you know, because when you get off, then I get off. But he's not worried about you getting off. He's just worried about himself getting off because he's selfish, all right? So I don't know. You got to figure out, you know, how much you like this guy. Try to communicate with him and see if he's doing it for you. If he's not doing it for you, then you may need to, you know, look elsewhere. All right. Okay. So if you guys have any questions that you want to submit and hear on the show, there's a number in the podcast description that you could call or text and leave a voicemail or text of, you know, your question you know, you got to keep it brief because, you know, we're trying to get everybody's questions that we can on the show. All right. And, you know, a lot of these questions people can relate to. A lot of people are dealing with similar situations. So I hope that helps you. If it did, please hit the subscribe button and share and have a great night. Are you having a problem in your dating or relationship life and you need a question answered? Well, go to my website. The link is in the podcast description and you'll see how you can ask Yaz a question and get it answered confidentially. So go to the podcast description and look for the link where it talks about how Yaz will answer your question. Hi, you guys. It's Yaz. I want to tell you about my two books that are on Amazon, okay? You can download them free with the trial membership from Kindle. 
The first book is Regain Your Power. If you're in a relationship and you feel like your partner has all the control in the relationship, maybe you're walking around on eggshells, you're afraid to approach them, it's going to tell you how to regain your power and, and be happy in the relationship, okay? And what you may be doing wrong, and that's why your partner has all the control in the relationship. The other book is he's Signs He's Not Into You, He's Wasting Your Time. There's a lot of people that are dating someone or in a relationship with somebody who's not really vested in the relationship. And we we often are confused as to whether our partner really likes us or is into us or wants a future with us. And this book is going to give you signs and red flags of whether your partner is into you or he's just basically drifting and wasting your time. So go to Amazon and download the Kindle free trial membership. Doesn't cost you anything. And check it out. It may help you. Okay, and have a great day.